0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Stephen Fraser and Life of Faith Bible Church. An outreach dedicated to helping you triumph in every area of life. Now here's Pastor Fraser with today's message.
1: Luke chapter 21 and in verse 25, it says, And there will be signs. In the sun, in the moon, and in the stars. So talking about the last days. There's going to be signs in the sun, the moon, and the star. You know, the Bible refers to the sun being turned to blood. You know, we just just went through all that with these uh, blood. We just had these blood moons. And there's been all kinds of signs with the moon and the sun and the eclipses and all this kind of stuff going on in the heavens. And he said, on earth, distress of nations of nations with perplexity the sea and waves roaring well when we saw these tsunamis come in in indonesia and in other places that just wiped out tens of thousands of people just in a moment these these way the sea roaring nothing like that has ever taken place in uh, in generations past to the scale that we're seeing in the time that we're living seas The waves roaring. Verse 26. Men's hearts failing them for fear and expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. People's hearts failing them. People dealing with tremendous fear. Tremendous stress because of expectation of what's not even what's happening. Just the expectation of what could happen. What might happen? What they're saying is going to happen. This is all part of living in the last days. And a part of it, we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of this already right now. Men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Verse 34, Jesus says, But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life. Talking to us in these last days. We don't want to be weighed down. Our hearts weighted down with the cares of this life. And that day come on you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Here God, Jesus, is talking to us. And he's saying, hey, when you recognize you're living in these last days take heed. Take heed to yourself. Watch and pray. Be full of praying. Be full of praying. Be close to God. Don't allow yourselves to be weighted down with the cares of this life so that the events that take place catch you by surprise. We don't want to be like the people of Noah's generation. The Bible says they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until suddenly the flood came, and they were all washed away. Before they knew it, it was like, what just happened? And they were all wiped out. Why? Because they were dull. They were insensitive to God. They weren't led by him. Noah was. Noah heard from God. God. And Noah got up, Bible says he was a preacher of righteousness, and he preached. He preached about what was coming, but people didn't pay attention to his preaching. They laughed at him, they mocked him, they turned a deaf ear to him. And as a result of that, they were caught off guard when all these terrible things began to happen all around them. We don't want to be like that generation. As believers in the Lord Jesus Christ... We want to keep our cares casted on him. We want to keep ourselves in prayer, be spiritually heavenly minded, keeping ourselves full of the word of God, full of the Holy Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit. Praise God forever. We got to keep ourselves full of him so that we're up on things. We're ready. We're ready for what is taking place. We're ready for what is coming. Over in First Thessalonians chapter 5. In verse four, it says, but you brethren, eh, let's back up, let's back up. He says in verse one, let's go to verse one. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains Upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, do we have any brethren out there? Children of God, people born of God. But you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. This shouldn't, this shouldn't overtake us and overwhelm us. We should be ready. Why? Because we're watching, we're praying, we're taking heed to ourselves. As the Bible has warned us over and over again, take heed. Don't just get caught up in the things of this world. Don't just live for this world. Whether this particular event we're facing is going to turn out to be nothing, or it turns into something even bigger, I don't know. Regardless of that, you and I need to be living our life in such a way that we're watching, we're praying We're taking heed to ourselves. We're keeping ourselves from the cares of this life. We're walking by faith, not by sight. This is what the Word of God is telling us to do every day, all the time, even before any kind of major tribulation comes upon the earth. And then if it does come, we'll be ready. We'll be ready. And I believe all of you that have been a part of this church... You've been preparing. You've been hearing the word of God. You've been be, being strengthened in the truth of God's word. I mean, we've got a praying church. We've got a faith church. We don't have just a religious group of people that go to church just to make themselves feel better about themselves. They go to church because it's the social thing to do. They go to church because, you know, it helps their, their conscience feel better about themselves. But then they just live life however they want. That's not the kind of church we have. That's not the kind of people we have. That's not the kind of people that are tuned in right now watching. We got watchers. We got prayers. We got folks that are believers that love the word of God, love the truth. So I believe God's been getting us ready all along. But if you look at your life and you examine yourself and you see areas where you've been slack... Spiritually, now's the time to jerk the slack. Jerk that slack out of yourself, shake yourself, rise up, and say, hey, I've got to get more focused here. I'm going to increase my watchfulness. I'm going to increase my prayerfulness. I'm going to increase my meditation and study of the Word of God. I'm going to practice more seriously this life of faith, walking by faith, using my faith. Man, I want to stir you up tonight. Let the events that are taking place be an opportunity to just wake everybody up, shake everybody up out of any kind of slumber. I'm not saying that you're just totally out of it and, man, you've just been carnal. I'm not saying that. But more than likely, we all can probably shake ourselves a little bit more and come up a little bit higher. I mean, God's always calling us up higher, right? And we want to be diligent. To come up higher. We want to move with him. We want to take those steps of faith. We want to go from faith to faith. Glory to glory. We don't want to slow down. So if we've been slack. If we've kind of slowed down. This is a good alarm clock for us. This is a good wake up call. Wake up everybody. Come on. Come on. Look what's going on in the world. Look what, hap- Look what could happen here. Come on. Let's shake ourselves. And let's press in. More fully, let's get more focused. Let's get more spiritual. Let's get more spiritual. No matter how spiritual you may be, let's be more spiritual. You know, there's no such thing as being too spiritual. You know, a lot of religious people say that, right? They say, "Well, you know, that some people they're just so uh, spiritually minded that no, they're no earthly good. They're so heavenly minded they're no earthly good." That is unscriptural. That is not true. If you're truly heavenly-minded. Now, there might be some people that are mystical. There might be some folks that are a little weird. And they call it being spiritual. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's probably not good. They're probably no earthly good. But true heavenly-mindedness, true spirituality will save the earth, will deliver men's lives, will change things around. And you and I, through faith in the Lord Jesus, we can turn this world upside down. We can turn things around. We can change things. We got the name of Jesus. We got the authority of God. So this is, this is an exciting time for us to get stirred up, to take heed to ourselves, to be watchful, and beware. Beware. Over in 1 Peter chapter 4, 12th verse, he says, Beloved. Do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. As though some strange thing happened to you. See, if we're paying attention to the word of God, you know, God's been telling us all along: watch, be ready, come on, you know, uh, put on the full armor of God, Get, get your helmet of salvation on, get your breastplate on, where's your shield of faith? Get your shield of faith up. Come on, be fully clothed in the armor of God. You are the army of the Lord. You're soldiers of light. You're in a battle. You're on a battlefield. I mean, the word of God is always telling us about this. In the world, you have tribulation. So for us to just be, why is this happening? Why is it? We're not really paying attention. Things can happen. We live in a very unstable world. Unstable world. That's why we don't put our faith in the things of the world. We don't put our faith in humans. We don't put our faith in, in earthly things. And, 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 and man-made institutions. That's not what we do. We put our faith in the word of God. And when we do, that's building your life on the rock. Remember what Jesus said? He said, you know, when the storms of life come... He said, those who build their life on the things of this world, which is just like sand. He said, those things are going to collapse. Those things are going to fall when the storms of life come through. But those who have built their life on the rock. The rock of the word of God. When the same storm comes through, you're still standing. Glory to God. You're still standing. Hallelujah. So we're going to be found standing. In the whole midst of the storm, any storm. And we're going to be found standing when the storm passes. And thank God storms pass. Praise God. Thank God this whole thing's going to pass away. And we're going to be in heaven. Thank God for that. Because that's what we're living for, right? We're living for eternity. And the day's going to come. We're going to stand before Jesus. We're going to see him face to face. And so all these things are going to eventually pass away, but we will be standing. We'll be standing before the throne of Almighty God. So we have nothing to fear. You know, I was just talking to somebody, and they're probably live streaming right now. They were going through a life-threatening situation. And so I got a call early morning, uh, this past Sunday actually. The lady was, was, was pretty, pretty upset because some things were happening with her husband that just did not look good. Uh, she said, Pastor, I just need you to pray for me. And so, you know, you can hear the, the fear and just the concern, the concern, which is very natural. And so I said, Well, you know, just remember, you know, the worst thing that could happen to him, you know, he's a believer. He's a believer in the Lord Jesus. I said, now, I'm not expecting this to happen, but the very worst thing that could happen is he leaves his body and goes sees Jesus today. And she just started laughing. Hallelujah. I mean, just lightened up. I mean, I really think about it. That's the worst thing that could happen to him. He's a believer. So even if he did die, he's going to go see Jesus. Now, thank God, God has promised us long life. He's promised us recovery from any kind of sickness that might try to adhere to our bodies. Amen. So we thank God for that. We thank God for that. But first, many times, you've got to stop and deal with the fear. What's really the worst that can happen to any of us? I don't know, we all get martyred. Praise God. You know the kind of rewards await those that are martyred? Right? I mean, this is just kind of where we got we to gotta set our mind on these things, on eternity. We're serving God. We've already, through Jesus, have passed from death to life. So the fear of death has lost its hold on us. And because we don't fear death, the Bible says we're no longer subject to bondage. People are subject to bondage through their fear of death. But we don't have to fear dying. I remember one time I was flying in my brother's plane. And uh, at the time, he was just renting the plane because he was a brand new pilot. And he had just got his uh, uh, license where he could bring a passenger up in the plane. So this was a completely new thing at the time. And so we went up in the plane. And as we're... You know, as we're sitting in this plane, I was like, well, excited. Like, well, this is great. We're going to go up in a plane. My brother is a pilot. This is great. Get in the plane. Just kind of going through the motions, get in the seat. We go out on the on the runway, and uh, and then he starts taxiing down the runway. And I and I look over, and it's and it's my brother. My brother. This is this is this is the pilot. How many people know the Bible says that a pilot is not without honor, except. In his own hometown among his own family members. I'm looking, thinking, this, what in the world? You know, I'm, I'm seeing my brother. I'm, it's hard to see a pilot. And then I'm used to these big commercial airplanes, you know, where you're just sitting there comfortable and there's all these people in it. And Instead, I'm in this little go-kart going down the runway. I went, oh, Jesus. I grabbed onto that door and squeezed the thing. I said, oh, God, forgive me. Forgive me for getting in here. (laughs) Forgive me for not using wisdom, God. It wasn't wisdom. And up we go. Off the ground. It's too late now. We're We're going up now. And the Spirit of God spoke to me. He said, do you love your life? And then I thought to myself, you know, really, what's the worst thing that happens? I mean, if this plane crashed, I'd see Jesus. That's not too bad. I'd be in paradise with the almighty God in a place of perfection. So I said, I let go of the door. Not that that was really going to save me, the door. But I let go of it and said, oh, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. No, I don't love my life. I love your life. I love eternal life. Praise God forever. And then you know what? I was able to enjoy the ride. Praise God forever. Wouldn't mind going up with him again anytime soon. Thank God we don't have to fear. We, don't, we shouldn't be loving our life in this world. We're living for eternity. We have eternal life. And that just eliminates so much fear for all of us when we think that way. Over in uh, Matthew chapter 25, in verse 1, he said, The kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. They weren't full of of the oil of gladness. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight at the darkest hour, the darkest time, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. This is it. This is it. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterwards, the other virgins came, also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore. Watch. There's again. Watch. Watch, therefore. Watch. For you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Again, watch, watch, watch. Live your life full of oil. I I find it interesting that both the foolish and the wise were all slumbering and sleeping. In other words, even the ones that had kept themselves full were like in a slumber when that midnight cry went out. All of a sudden, they woke up. It was like they woke up to what was going on. You know, the conditions, what was taking place. But even though it, it shook them, called them by surprise, they weren't ready for it, they were asleep. Even though that was, that was true, they were ready. They got up, they trimmed their lamps, they did what they needed to do. They pulled out their faith sword, they took out their faith shield. They did what they needed to do to be able to have a feast, we could say. A feast in the midst of the darkness that was taking place. Think about it. At midnight, they had a feast. At midnight, they had a feast. They entered into the joy of the Lord. You and I are going to live in the joy of the Lord. Over in the book of Job, it says, you will laugh at destruction. You will laugh at destruction. we got to stir up our laughter. Now, watch about complaining. Watch about whining. Watch about even complaining about government and decisions that are being made, uh, we all got to watch this. We got to stay on top of ourselves. You know, we could be aware of what's going on, but at the same time, we have to stay in faith. We have to pray for those in authority, and we have to stay in faith concerning what is going on. Like we said already, God knew what was going to happen before it ever happened. He knew it. He knew it. He's made provision for us. We've got the oil on the inside of us. We're going to keep ourselves full of the joy of the Lord. If you keep looking at and talking about the negative things, it's going to get on you. And it's going to be tough. You, the cares of life are going to get on you. The cares of life are going to weigh you down. So you've got to guard yourself in these times. You've got to protect yourself you got to keep yourself in the joy of the Lord. Proverbs 15, 15. He who is of a merry heart has a continual feast. We're going to have a wedding feast. We're going to have a continual feast right in the midst of the darkest times on earth. We're going to rejoice. We're going to be glad. Our hearts are going to overflow with laughter. Now, that's not going to happen unless we purpose to make that happen we got to put our focus in the right place we got to keep our focus on the promises of God promises like Proverbs 18 verse 10 where it says the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and they are safe hallelujah Woo! glory to God we're safe we're safe why because we have the name of Jesus The name of Jesus. And it's a strong tower. It's going to hold up under whatever might come against us. I love Isaiah chapter 59, verse 19. It says, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, The Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Hallelujah. The enemy could come in like a flood, like in the days of Noah. But the Lord, the Lord will lift up a standard against him. As we lift up the Lord, as we lift up the Word of God, as we lift up our praises, as we lift up our shouts, as we lift up our heads, O ye gates, the King of glory, he's going to come in. He's going to lift up a standard against all our enemies adversaries praise God that's what we're going to see happen in the days ahead we're going to make sure of it how are you can make sure of it being in faith cl- claiming these promises speaking the word of God you know watch about just sitting in front of the television thinking you need to get all the news you can get because that's your answer to know what's going on in these times no you can get little nitbit pieces a little bit here a little bit there and you can get it. you can get it pretty much figured out pretty fast Very low. Because a lot of it's just commentary. A lot of it's just prophecy. People just prophesying of what they think is going to happen. All the things that are going to come to pass. And so forth and so on. And then people just fill their heads up with it. Fill their heads up with it. No, no, no. Go to the good news. Go to the good news. You know, listen. I I remember a time when I saw a documentary on the persecution of the Jews in the days of uh, Adolf Hitler during World War II. Oh, it, it just, it, I just couldn't believe some of the footage I was seeing. Bodies just piled up in the streets, you know. I, I just couldn't even believe humans could be that cruel. That such terrible things could happen. And, and, I, and I thought, oh, man, how, you know, how, how could this happen, you know? And then immediately, you know, I turned to the Word of God. I, I, I turned it off. I couldn't watch the whole thing. Turned to the Word of God because, you know, there was an element of fear trying to come in there. Like, man, something like this can happen. It's like, where's God in that, you know? So I opened up my Bible, and the Lord immediately reminded me of Deuteronomy 28. And he said, it's the curse of the law. And you know what? That's exactly what I was looking at. I was looking at everything God said would happen if the Jews forsook God. It was the curse of the law. But then I thought, praise God. That's good news for me. Why? Because Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Whoo, hallelujah. God, Christ has redeemed us from such atrocities. He's redeemed us from such awful things, from being victims like that. Oh, thank God. Thank God he has. And then another time I remember I saw some footage Of those tsunamis that took place a few years back in Indonesia. I mean, the footage was gripping. I mean, you just look and think, oh my Lord, how could that happen? Where you see all these people, you know, and they're just caught off guard completely by surprise. And this wave just comes in, water just comes in, the ocean just comes in. And just sweeps them all away. Houses. It doesn't matter what was in its path. Just sweeps it all away. Again, I turned to my Bible. (laughs) You know, when you ask God questions, a good place to go next is the Bible. God, I need to know. Go to the Bible. Because he could speak to you through his word. And he was just so good. I, I flipped open my Bible to Psalms. And the Psalm, it opened up to 46... Watch this. This is what I looked down at. I just saw this. Look how quickly God comes to my rescue to to protect my heart from fear. You know, many times you see that in the word of God, an angel will appear to somebody. The first thing that angel says, because he's startling, you know. First thing that angel says, fear not. Fear not. Jesus said that after he rose from the dead, he appeared to his disciples. Fear not. Fear not. First thing he deals with. I think of Jairus who had come to Jesus because his daughter was, was very sick. And Jesus was ministering to somebody else. And while Jesus was ministering to somebody else and hadn't gotten to his daughter yet, someone came from the man's house and said to Jairus, he said, uh, don't trouble the master anymore, your, your daughter's dead. The Bible says, as soon as Jesus heard those words, he turned to him and said, don't be afraid, only believe. Don't be afraid. Only only believe. Now that's a pretty bad situation. Your daughter's dead. I mean, that's a pretty hopeless situation. And yet Jesus says, do not be afraid. See, it doesn't matter how hopeless it looks. It doesn't, doesn't matter how bad it looks. Jesus' word tonight for you is don't be afraid. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't worry. Don't worry. Be on your guard. Be watchful. Be prepared. Things happen. In the world, I told you, you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So Jesus addresses fear right off the bat. We don't want fear in our heart. We want faith in our heart. Because faith is the victory that overcomes the world, right? So he says here in verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Now watch this. Though the earth be removed... And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. That just described how a tsunami is created. There's a shaking of the mountains under the sea. And as a result, they fall and collapse and they create The waves roaring on the surface of the sea. That's how they say it happens. It's an earthquake underground that causes a collapse, which causes the wave to be formed. I just finished looking at this destruction from the waves roaring in Indonesia. I open up my Bible because my heart's troubled, and immediately I look down, and here's what I find. Now, I don't always immediately look down And that's what I'm like. There's a lot of times you wish that would happen. You know, you just kind of want the express revelation. You know, you just want the express line. You're like, I need answers. I need help right now. Lord, thank you so much. And Judas went out and hung himself. (laughs) Lord, I just thank you. I thank you so much. You speak to me through your word. Go and do likewise. You know, you got to watch about flipping scripture, playing Russian roulette with the Bible. You know Russian roulette, you know, you put one bullet in the chamber of the gun, and then you spin the thing, and then you you, you, you hope that when you when you shoot the gun, uh, if you're it at yourself, it's, uh, which you shouldn't be, ever do, but I guess this is how you play Russian roulette, though, right? This is how they do it in Russia. I don't know. It's a crazy place, Russia. You got to watch out for these people, but you put this gun up there, you know, and you pull the trigger, you hope that, you know it was like seven chambers or something, and and, and you hit the other six chambers and not the chamber with the bullet in it. Not a smart game to teach your children. I don't recommend anyone tries it at home. But the point is, don't do that with the Word of God. Don't sit there and play Russian roulette and hope to get... God's good. There's been times where He has done that. He's done it probably for you. He's done it for me. But we don't play the Bible that way. We get in the word of God. I didn't do that. I got in the word to study, to look at the word, to just get my mind on God, really, just to get my mind on him. And he was gracious and brought me right to that scripture. So that's, a, that's an awesome thing. But again, he wants to come immediately and just comfort us, comfort us, comfort us. And so again, none of these things have caught God by surprise. He knows what's been going on. He knew He knew what was coming. Now you and I need to be We need to live our life alert. We need to live our lives awake and ready for whatever may come our way. Malachi chapter 4. Some more awesome promises in the word of God. He says, verse 1. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven. Remember, we just read over in 1 Peter 4 about a fiery trial. Burning, burning trial. For the, behold, the day is coming burning like an oven. Hot times, man. Intense times. And all the proud. Yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble. It's those who do wickedly that the Bible says will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn everybody up. No, that's not what it says. Will burn them up. Who? Those who do wickedly. It'll burn them up, says the Lord of hosts. That will leave them neither root nor branch. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. And you shall go out and grow fat, Like a stall fed calf, or like stall fed calves, you shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. Let's claim these promises of God. Let's declare the word of God, say, Lord, you said those who do wicked, those who would try to destroy your people. Try to destroy your churches. Try to destroy your inheritance. Lord, you said that they would be burned up. But as for us, ha! ha, we'll be like stall-fed calves. Hallelujah. Woo, praise God. Eating the good of the land. Eating the good of the land. And we will trample the wicked under our feet. We're not going to be trampled. Say that. Say, I'm not going to be trampled by the wicked. No, we're not going to be run over by evil people. See, that's a curse. That's a curse. Now, being martyred is another whole thing. That's another whole thing. But the curse is just being a victim. Just being being a victim of man's lusts and thievery and all these kind of things. We're not victims. And, and, And also, nobody takes our life from us. See, a martyr lays down his life. He's not just victimized. He's not just robbed, plundered, and destroyed. No, that's not going to be you and I. See, we're not going to believe that. We're going to believe what God says. We're going to believe that we're going to be like stall-fed calves. That no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. And everything's going to backfire on the enemy and turn around for our good. Whatever that might be. In life. I might, I might just Again, I'm, just not, I'm not focusing just on Corona. And what's taking place right now. Although it's good to hear these things in these times. But we need to think this way all the time. Think this way all the time. And no matter what comes our way, we're not going to be victims. And nobody's just going to come in here and take our life from us. Corona is not going to take our life from us. right? Nothing's going to come. No disease, no plague is going to come and take our life from us. We're going to... Walk in the healing power of God. There is healing in his wings. Can you say amen? Praise God. One more scripture before we go. Revelation chapter 22. I trust that this is stirring you up. Maybe some of you are dealing with some conviction. And you're saying, yeah, man, I need to shake some stuff off of me. I need to shake some stuff off of me. I need to to get more serious. I need to sober up. I need to get the cares of life off of me. I need to turn off that television. I need to stop filling my head with this stuff. I need to get over here in the Word of God. See, it's a lie to think you need to keep hearing that. That's a lie. You don't need to keep hearing that. Like I said, you can hear very little, and you know enough. What you need to hear is the good news. You need God's good news. You need to hear that. You need to hear from God. You need to hear, and you need to pray in the Holy Spirit. I mean, I I look forward. Times like this, especially, I look forward. Just, 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 just. I want to go pray in tongues, you know. I just want to pray in the spirit. I want to just build myself up on my most holy faith. I want to feel close to God. I want to feel near to Him. That gives us confidence. That gives us strength. This is what you want to do at this time. Don't allow yourself, especially if you're not able to work now and you're home and, uh, you know, whatever. We're locked in our homes for a period of time. Don't let the TV be the focus. Please. We need you to be strong. We need your faith. We're an army. We're working together. We need to fight together. You need to be on on the wall watching, being alert and attentive. To what's going on. We need your prayers out there. I need you praying for me. And believe me, I'm praying for you. And we're going to get through this thing. But we're fighting together. We can make it easier on each other. We can even stop some stuff from happening. We can at least slow some things down. We can, for some things, we can turn them around. So we have to, we have to sober up. Be watchful. Don't take this time and miss it. Let this become like a fast from the things of this world. This turn around for the good. You know, everybody's going, going, going. It's tough. It's tough. We live in a world, it's like, a, it's like you know, I call it a rat race. I mean, it's just, everybody's, everybody's yielding to speed demons. You know, we can't go fast enough. The internet can't go fast Nothing can go fast enough. We've got to move, 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 And everybody's just, just going, 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 going. And we're in a big rush. And a lot of times, people just, just, just live in, uh, in, in panic mode all the time. Pressure, 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 pressure. Now's a great time to just say, you know what? No pressure. No pressure. And I'm not going to sit here and listen to pressure, 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 because that's a lot of what's coming through on the airwaves. Pressure, 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 pressure. A lot of it's a bunch of hype. A lot of it. We've got to watch. Don't need to hear that. Come over here, meditate, say, man, this is going to be a great time for me to just be able to get quiet and get along with God. And if you've got family members living with you, a great time to, to talk with them. If you've got some friends, uh, some people, some other spiritual godly people that you connect with, this is a great time to connect with them. Hang out, have Bible studies, fellowship with one another, right? Just love on Jesus together. Say, hey, why don't you come on, let's pray in the Holy Spirit together, right? Worship God, love Him. That's going to keep you strong. That's going to keep you in the light so that no matter what goes wrong in the world, you stay right. Amen? We're going to stay right. Revelations chapter 22, verse 12. Jesus said, behold, I'm coming quickly or suddenly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Let's get excited about that. If that doesn't excite you, let's make some adjustments so that we can be excited about that. He says, I'm the alpha and the omega. The beginning and the end. The first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments. That they may have the right to the tree of life. And may enter through the gates of the city. Hallelujah. Who Blessed are those. Glory be to God. Who live their life in such a way. Fearing God. Loving his commandments. That they have the right to enter in to the great city. Enter through the gates of heaven. Praise God. But outside, outside the city are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. Let's run from lying. Let's run from all these evil things, all these corrupt things that cause people to be locked out of the city of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just go deeper and deeper. Let's let's believe for a grand entry into heaven. Let's live our life in such a way that that's what we experience in the end of our days here on earth. Can you say amen? Praise God forever. Hallelujah. Let's stand on our feet.
0: That concludes this message. For more information about Life of Faith Bible Church or Stephen Fraser Ministries, go to our website at lofbc.org. While you're there, be sure to check out the many other teaching series and books by Stephen Fraser. That website again is lofbc.org. And you can always call 888-542-2555. We trust today's message has encouraged your faith and strengthened your spirit to live the victorious life. And until next time, remember, we always triumph and we always win.